You're listening to the Tahlequah First United Methodist Church's Sermon Podcast. We hope you enjoy listening to our message today and that we hope you check us out online at TahlequahUMC.org. Will you do something for me? Will you take just one big deep breath in and let it out? And I think we need that because sometimes we allow ourselves and our lives to be so um, just caught up that, that sometimes we forget that simple act of breathing and how it can let go of some of those stresses that we may uh, be holding up inside. And, and I want to encourage you and remind you, don't forget to breathe. Over these next, like, so last week, this week, and then next week, we're, we're looking in a couple of verses of Acts to, to look at some, at, at some things. And, and as we dive into these readings today, I want you to open yourself up to what God may be revealing to you as the scriptures are read. So may re, you receive what the Spirit is saying in the reading of Acts chapter 1, verses 6 through 14. Listen to these words. As a result, those who had gathered together asked Jesus, Lord, are you going to restore the kingdom to Israel now? Jesus replied, It isn't for you to know the times or seasons that the Father has set by his own authority. Rather, you will receive the power of the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem, in Judea, in Samaria, and to the end of the earth. After Jesus had said these things, as they were watching, he was lifted up and a cloud took him out of their sight. While he was going away, and as they were starting towards, staring towards heaven, suddenly two men in white robes appeared and stood next to them. They said, Galileans, why are you standing here, looking toward heaven? This Jesus, who was taken up from you into heaven, will come in the same way that you saw him go to heaven. Then they returned to Jerusalem from the Mount of Olives, which is near Jerusalem, a Sabbath day journey away. When they entered the city, they went up to the stair, upstairs room where they were staying. Peter, John, James, and Andrew, Philip, Thomas, Bartholomew, and Matthew, James, Alphaeus' son, Simon the Zealot, and Judas, James' son, all were united in their devotion to prayer, all along with some women, including Mary, the mother of Jesus, and his brothers. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Amen. You know, back in the old days of the American West, when you traveled by train, there were three classes of tickets on the old stagecoaches. And, you know, the ride was definitely not perfect. And it didn't matter which ticket you had. And it didn't matter. You're still going to get dirty. But the real value of your ticket came if that wagon got stuck. If you had a first-class ticket, it was your privilege to remain in the coach while the crew labeled to push it out of the ditch. 
If you were the second class ticket, you were expected to step down from the coach and stand off to the side. It was a third class ticket you held in your hand. You had to get out, roll up your sleeves, and push. Unless you were young, disabled, or needing community special care. There aren't really any tickets in the church. But the call that we have to serve is a call for everyone. No matter where you are in life's journey or life's faith, whether you're fully committed or, or you're kind of eh, or you're just trying to figure this out, or you're not even know where to begin, we're all in this together. And I love this story. This is the ascension story. This is the story where Jesus is with the disciples, and then all of a sudden he was gone. And, and they were like, oh, wow, what do we do now? Because that's where we would all be. That's how it is. When, when, when your leader goes away, the next question is, what do we do next? And so they're sitting in this room, and, and they were instructed by Jesus to be witnesses throughout all the world. To be witnesses to what they had experienced with the feeding of 5,000 people with five loaves and two fish. To bear witness what they saw in Jerusalem with the arrest of Jesus and his resurrection. We were called to bear witnesses. And, and, and just imagine if, if it was all said and done and, and Jesus left and they said, all right, that's it, we're going home. Imagine if, if they stopped what they were doing and said, we're not going to do this anymore. We're going to turn and walk away. But Jesus provided for them the way forward. He showed them the way to live, to love your neighbor and to love God. We are all witnesses in this story. And some of us, when we hear that word witness, like we, we like freak out a little bit. Oh, oh no, 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 I, I, I don't have a testimony or, or I, I can't share the faith. Or maybe we just don't know how to do it because we've never been taught. John Wesley, on this day in 1738, was headed to a Bible study one day. He didn't know what was going. He, he didn't want to go. And, and I love in his journal, he said, In the evening I went very unwittingly, unwillingly. Have you ever been somewhere unwillingly? He went unwillingly to the society at Aldersgate Street where, where they were reading Luther's preface to the Epistle of Romans. And it was about a quarter of nine, Wesley reflected, when he felt a change and he felt God working through his heart and that assurance was there. And so he began with prayer and then from that moment on, Wesley was never the same. He was assured by the Holy Spirit. He was assured by God that he'd been called to do the work that was ahead of him. We've all been there. We've all felt those nudges of God just leading us and guiding us. And, and, and those moments when we pay attention and we lean into the Holy Spirit, it's amazing to see what happens, doesn't it? 
And I think about that in this time and season that we're in in regards um, to the pandemic. And, and I have to be honest with you, when I heard that we were able to, to pay an apportionment rating, I mean, I, my heart almost like leapt out of my chest for joy. I, I, I almost did sing joyful, joyful, we adore thee, although I don't know the words unless they're in front of me. But then that's when I realized that's what it looks like when people trust in the Holy Spirit. They'll do whatever it takes wherever they're led. They dig in, roll up their sleeves. And church, you've been amazing at that. You've been remembering your five, your five people to connect with via text message, phone call, um, safe social distancing. You've been practicing that. I need you to lean in a little more. Because in this marathon that we're in, it's going to take the work of the Holy Spirit to lead us forward. And we're going to have to trust that. We're going to have to lean in a little more and, and be willing to be like these disciples that know that Jesus showed us the way how to do this and how to make it through. To love God and to love our neighbor. And to lean in and trust in the Holy Spirit. And sometimes that trust is hard. Because our journey hasn't been perfect and we've had struggles. Maybe we've had a bad church experience. I'm sorry. I'm sorry that it hasn't been perfect. But one of the things I love about the Methodist Church is that we're moving towards perfection. We're trying to do it better. And so, yeah, we're going to mess up. But the way that real growth happens is, is we look where we mess up and we say, we're not going to do that again. That was not a good thing. And we move forward. And that's what happened with the disciples. They didn't go through uh, when this is all gone. And then, you know, next week, Shannon gets the, the best story uh, of, of the New Testament and the story of Acts and, and Pentecost. But, but they didn't just leave Pentecost and like, all right, that's it. I'm done. I've seen all I need to see. I don't need to share it with anybody. No, they went all over the world, their known world, and shared the good news. They did it. They were afraid. They screwed up. The church has screwed up. We have to live into that. We have to admit where we've fallen short. And we have to look where we've gone wrong and say, we're not going to do that again. And strive to be better. And the way that we do that is simple. We love God. We love our neighbor. And part of that love is listening and being open where God may be leading us and showing us how to love one another. Part of the challenge of witness is having something to say to people. And so I want to encourage you to think about like an elevator sales pitch. You know, elevator sales pitches are those things that you can say in under 10 words that, that let people know why you do what you do and why you love it. And so there was this author, uh, David Him, that, that asked these theologians, what was their seven, he used seven words, I'll give you ten. What was your seven word sales pitch to be a witness? Martin Marty said, God through Jesus Christ welcomes you anyhow. Donald Triver Jr. said, divinely persistent, God really loves us. Beverly Roberts, uh, 
her last name starts with a G and I'm not going to try to butcher it. But she said this, in Christ, God's yes defeats our no's. And then Ellen Cherry said, the wall of hostile has come down. And as I started thinking about what my pitch would be, it was, don't worry. God loves you always. And I think that's what we need to hear today. Don't worry. God loves you always. Now we need to be witnesses to that. And you know what's really great about where we're at right now? Is that in social media, it gives us a really great way to share. There's a share button, and you just click it. And if it asks you to write something, say, hey, this was moving to me, or I really love this, you need to watch this, or here's some good information for you. But make sure it's the right information. Make sure it's the best information that you can share that will help you be a witness for Jesus Christ. Hitting share is half of it. Digging in and learning and wanting to grow and knowing what we're sharing is the other half. And so I challenge you this week not to be afraid to bear witness to the good work being done in this world because I do believe that God is at work in the midst of all this. I've seen it in people willing to share and to serve and to love. And yes, things are different right now. And yes, we're worshiping differently right now. But don't worry. God still loves us. And God is still with us. And our church is open in such a way that ministry is still happening. It just looks different. Sounds like a Pentecost moment, doesn't it? So be open to where the Spirit may be leading you this week. But please practice wearing your mask, washing your hands, taking care of yourself, because that's one of the ways that we love our neighbor. So may God bless you and keep you this week. And may you be reminded not to worry that God loves you always. Let us pray. Thank you for listening to Tahlequah First United Methodist Church's Sermon Podcast. We hope you've enjoyed listening to the message and that we hope that you come and check us out at TahlequahUMC.org. Thank you, and we hope you have a blessed week.